Thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Nailer Taliaferro. And on today's episode, we have Dan with DTL Total Turf Care. How's it going, Dan? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. So right off the bat, is DTL, is that like your initials? It is. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I Real figured, original. Huh? Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Yeah, that, that <laughs> it is original because... Uh, at first glance, you might not know, you know, what, what that stands for. I mean, D for Dan, but I mean, like, I just had to figure it out because I saw your last name and I'm like, your middle initial must be a T, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, that's, so what, what, that's what you do when you're, you're 21 and you're starting a business and you don't really know quite what you're doing. You just uh, got your initials there. Hey, but you know, well, if, if you've, if you've listened or heard or watched or whatever over the years, there's been plenty of times where we've said, you know, <clears throat> like tongue in cheek, like at least you didn't name your, your business, like Brian's lawn main. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like Brian's like, I know, I know. I wasn't really thinking it through, but you know, like it's hard to sell that is what I, is what, you know, is our point that we say, like, if you yeah. ever want to, and, and that's not always everyone's goal to, to sell their business. But I, I think there's a certain level of professionalism perceived as well as the, the ability to, to sell it. If it's DTL, total turf care versus Dan's total turf care. That's yeah. two totally different things. I feel like yeah. if it's Dan's total turf care, people are kind of thinking it's just Dan rolling up in a pickup truck. That's kind of outdated and he's just getting after it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <clears throat> but when you see, when you hear DTL total turf care, you're thinking that sounds like, like a legit business company. And then, and then you roll up in your trucks and your, your whole setup, man. Like let's just right off the bat, I'm getting people pumped possibly shout out your Instagram so people can check out what, what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. They can find us at, uh, at DTL total turf, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, you've got it. Uh, yeah. You've got a great setup, like the branding, the blue and green and you know, all the types of what, what is, let's just dive right in. Let's just get right into it. People are salivating at the mouth right now. What, <laughs> what, what is your setup? I, I know what it is, but just spell it out for everyone listening with regards to the fleet, I guess. Yeah. 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 So um, we, we, we run a few of the Isuzu cab over trucks um, with custom spray bodies on them uh, from Florida sprayers. Um, those guys down there in uh, Tampa, they're phenomenal. Fully custom trucks, ordered exactly how we needed them and wanted them. Um, and they had a, a guy down there that does the wraps. Um, Rap City signs, I think it is, in Tampa, Florida. And that guy, his graphic design is just <laughs> off the charts. It, out of this world, when he sent me the, the mock-up, I couldn't get over it. Um, so that's the trucks, and then we run Steel Green machines, um, standals, sprayer spreaders. Those have uh, been with Steel Green since 2019. Um, we were, I think, one of the first 10 all-liquid units we bought was from them. We were one of the first 10 customers, um, and the, the customer service over there and the, and the machines are just – they're constantly coming out with new features, and um, they, they've, they've been helping us – They've helped us become very efficient for sure. <laughs> yeah. So two quick things. So you said all liquid. So that means I didn't even notice this. So those, um, the, the, the Z spray looking right on sprayers yeah. that you're, it's just a sprayer. It's not a spreader sprayer. It's just a sprayer is, is what you're a, saying. So there's a, there's a hopper. So that's the thing that's real nice about the steel greens is actually the guys from steel green are the original Z spray. <laughs> right. Guys. Yes. I but know. Yeah. Believe <laughs> it that. Uh, yeah. So a lot of the great ideas that they've always had, they were the original guys with it. So when they first came out with the steel greens, you can buy a steel green with a granular hopper and the tanks just like a Z spray, but they also have the ability to um, switch out one of the hoppers. Oh, for the front hopper for a 35 gallon liquid tank. Nice. Which turns it into a um, fully liquid machine that can cover as much as like an acre, depending on your rates, obviously right. like an acre. Below. Um, wow. Just phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and we, we do some granular. I mean, we're, we're north, so we have to kind of do a, a little bit of it, especially in the fall with the leaves. Um, but liquid is our preference, and it's really where we're headed at this point is to try to get to 100% liquid company. So Nice. Um, but the steel greens give us so much flexibility. It's perfect. Yeah, the second question to the steel greens is, what came first, steel green, green colors or your branding? Like, it matches 
perfect. Your branding is on point. You've got blue and green wraps and and uniforms and the steel green machines are the same color green. It's it's epic, man. Like I love branding and that is epic. Thank you. Uh our green and blue was first. So it just kind of worked out. <laughs> worked out. I remember when, when Steel Green first um uh, before they unveiled their new machines, they had a couple different color options. I think gray, green, and I forget there's a yellow. I forget what there was. And I obviously voted for green. Yeah. Enough other people did that it kind of played in my favor. So. Nice. So so if they were yellow, you still would have gotten them anyway and it just would have just would have been what it is? Yeah, yeah. I, the, the guys over there, the, the support from from the guys at Steel Green. Yeah. It makes it so easy to deal with them. The parts guy, I text him when I need parts. He overnights them if I need them. Um, That's awesome. There's a different person for every department. It's a very like mom and pop feel. But it's perfect what they're what they're able to come up with and, and get together. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's it's awesome that it all worked out though with the with the color the colorways yeah. the branding for sure. Yes. So let's let's back up now for folks that are like, all right, who the heck is this Dan guy? If they don't know, you know, if they haven't followed you on Instagram or they haven't checked it out yet while they're listening, um, what? Let's go into your origin story. Who are you, and and uh, where 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 did you go? Where did you come from to get to where you are now? Sure. So uh, my name is Dan Lister. Um, I was born and raised raised in Chester County, Pennsylvania. Um, ooh, I've been in the green industry my whole life. Um, my family uh, owns and operates, and my aunt still does. Um, my grandfather started uh, a garden center in this, uh, 1970. Uh, this is the main line outside of Philadelphia, a pretty prevalent area. Um, and my family sold custom blended grass seed, uh, fertilizer, pesticides, uh, plant material, flowers, hanging baskets, ever since 1970. So I grew up there, um, was with my dad almost every day at work as a kid. So climbing on mulch bags and fertilizer bags, and um, that turned into a, a job in high school um, where I started educating homeowners how for them to do their own lawn. Um, retail wasn't for me. Working for family wasn't really what I wanted to do long term. But I, in, in high school, it really just I developed a passion with all plants um, and then especially turf as well. Um, so in 2009, I started DTL Landscaping. Um, because I had been doing so many side projects all my days off work at the garden center that like, oh, I could actually do something as a career for this. And I liked being at a different property every day. That was better than being in the same place. So started off doing a little bit of everything. We're doing the grass cutting, the maintenance, white tree work, um, pretty much anything most landscape companies start off doing. They don't really, they, they don't always know what direction they want to go. So we offer everything. Um, over the years, uh, I kind of, the days I had to fertilize, I was by far the most happy. Um, there was great margin. It's just really also what I like to do. Um, and in my immediate market here in Pennsylvania, I'd go to look at a mulch job and I'd leave with a customer willing to fire the big lawn care company they had because I simply asked the question of, hey, you have, looks like you have a lawn service. Are you happy with it? No, not really. We have a different company every year. And I'm thinking like, well, that's not how it should be. You should want to work with a company year after year. So this happened enough times and I'm like, you know, I could be that lawn care company here that people want to work with. Um, so 2019 was the stepping point into 2020 when we were just hundred percent turf. So we got out of grass cutting. Um, I was pretty nervous because most of our grass cutting customers we fertilized for. Most of our maintenance customers we fertilized for. So we sent out some emails and I, before email explaining, we're going to completely be done with it. We I started conversations because hey, listen, we're looking to get out of these services just to kind of give you a heads up. Um, this is what's going to be happening in the next couple of years. That helped, but also I was in the meantime I was vetting other companies, other lawn companies that that were kind of up and coming, or some younger guys that were trustworthy that could be good replacements for me. So as I transitioned, I obviously wanted to keep all those customers for fertilizing but I wanted to give them an option of somebody to use in place of us. So um, that worked because I think all but one customer of like 50 at the time stuck with us for fertilizing. Um, and then ever since 2020, we've been a hundred percent earth care. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. So where, what, um, what is your, like, what's the size of your business look like now? Like how many trucks, what was the set? It was a one guy per truck. Like, cause, cause you're all like all treatments now. So. Yeah. Yeah. All treatments. Uh, 
currently, um, we have three trucks in production. Um, we service about 600 residential clients, um, somewhere in the ballpark of 200 acres, which is a good, good bit of acreage for that amount of customers. We have a lot of bigger properties in this, this area. Talking to a lot of other guys in the, the country, their average lawns are a third of our average lawn size. Hmm. Um, so we, we have quite a bit of, of coverage. Um, and we do a lot of commercial turf care as well. So we uh, maintain about another 200 acres of commercial turf as well, for primarily for landscapers. So some big land, commercial landscape companies, um, they don't do it in-house. They, they subcontract it out. And then that's where we come in and help them out. So. Um, yeah, uh, one, one guy per truck is typically what we do in the spring. We'll have a helper, um, to help with dropping some brochures, um, and we're in a training situation. We'll have somebody out for several weeks as a helper. So, and you guys do aeration and seating in the fall too? Yes. Yes. We do quite a bit of aeration and seating. So we're kind of a, excuse me, a little bit of a high end company. Um, not that we're super expensive, but we really educate the, the clients on what's important. And most of our clients go with a lot of the adult services because we really nurture the relationship and take the time to educate them why aeration and overseeding is so important. Why, if they have disease in their lawn, we can do a, a fungicide treatment for them. So um, some of our customers were on their properties, I mean, 10, 12 times a year. Every month almost, right? Yeah. Pretty much versus your standard, like six fertilizations, weed control, and you're done. We have customers that, that, they pay for us to be there more frequently. So nice. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so what uh, I was something I was also curious about looking at your setup. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You have a combination of real, like, you know, pulling the hose and spraying and, and the ride on sprayers. Right. <laughs> so what, uh, what's, what's the ratio like, and, and what is the purpose of having both? Cause normally I just see one or the other, at least in my area sure. and then anyone on Instagram or social media. Cause you know, that's, that's everything, right. But there's, that's again, it's the same thing. It's either, or it's not usually both. Yeah. So these big, like I mentioned our, our, our average property size is over a half acre. Um, because of that walking with a hose reel is not realistic every day, all day. Um, but because we have the steel greens that, that run high volume. So I didn't mention that earlier. Our steel greens have a dual, uh, pump on them. So we can run high volume solutions. So it's a lot more water with fertilizer, a uh, kind of like a golf course method versus a low volume where you're just spraying a very low rate of water with a lot of pesticide. Um, that's why we have the bigger trucks. It's a safer technique. It, it, a lot of the product gets watered in a little bit quicker. It's more effective immediately. Um, and because the steel greens were able to run, so we run two gallons of solution per 1,000 square feet. And that's a pretty standard rate for hose reels. So I send a truck out with a machine and a hose reel, and the guys have options. So if they have a small property, it's easier just to pull the hose reel out. If they have a bigger property that's flat, they, they use the steel greens. If they have a property that's got some pretty tricky hills, they have the option to safely use the hose reel instead of riding with the machine. Um, so it's versatility, um, but we find that the, the right technician with a hose reel can be almost as efficient as somebody with a steel reel. Hmm. Um, it's just one of those things where I have some guys that I had to listen. The machines are there. Use them. I know you want to like, it's easier just to pull the hose out and do it, but doing an acre time and time again, it's just, it's rough for you. So, Yeah, that's the thing. It seems like people are hard to to transition out of one thing to the other, you know, like that the hose seems to be more of a traditional old school method and mentality and to have them to get to wrap their mind around this ride on, they're like, what do I need that or this or that or whatever. And meanwhile, it's super efficient in a lot of ways. And and it's also not exhausting. Like talking about acres, you know, every day, like, I mean, what the heck, you know, it's, it gets hot, all that, or it's cold or whatever, but either way, walking around huffing and puffing all day, that, that can, that can wear on you for sure. So I think I definitely can see how there's advantages to both. Um, I've, I've leaned more on the ride on spreader sprayer method versus getting, um, you know, a a hose, but, and that's just also, I think property size depends on that too. Right. So you really have to do what's best for you, but for your business, but I like how you have like a, 
you you give your guys options, but you even just said, you know, you have to almost kind of com- convince or remind some of your guys to use the ride on sprayers because yeah. they're just so dead set and in, in they're in their ways, you know, that they don't want to even try it. It's like, man, you, you could be so much more efficient if you try this for this specific property, you know, keep stop dragging this thing around. And not to mention, I mean, I'm, I'm 34. Um, I was pretty rough in my 20s on my body with, with landscaping. I mean, just we weren't being very conscious of our, li- our lifting techniques, how much we were lifting throughout the course of the day. And long story short, I had back surgery at 30. Wow. So I'm in good shape. It was a, it was a relatively minor surgery, but it's still a spine surgery. So I know what constant hard work does. So I, for me, it's like it's good for them to have options. Yeah. You get tired halfway through day, jump on the machine. It's not worth straining yourself. So for me, it's, it's a comfort level for the technicians. Um, as well as just that need to have options. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. And it's going to cost money. I mean, those steel greens aren't cheap, but for me, they last a long time. They're built right. And, um, we seem to be adding one a year. We're up to four now. So, um, we'll see if, but next year brings, we got a new one this year. So, they yeah. just they proved to be they proved to be worth the money every single time. A hundred percent, and and probably so many different ways. Like I mean, also just having hopefully keeping your employees, you know, morale up or, you know, energy levels, like anything to make your team's job easier, you know, like, I mean, yeah. the more stressful you can, it is that the, the, the more apt they might be to leave or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, to me, that's just another, another benefit that people might not even think about. They think about how much money am I going to make with this? It's like, well, employees are money too. Like how productive are they going to be to make you money or them quitting? And then you have to spend money to find someone else and try and get them back up to that level and whatever. Like that's all money too, not to mention the stress and headache of it all. So. Totally agree. Totally uh, agree. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this as well. I mean, um, I had two employees going into 2020. I lost one of them. I think in July, he just wanted to go do something else for a living. The other one had a neck injury and ended up leaving also later on. So we were going into fall with no help. It was just me and my brother, Dale, helps me in the office. Um, I had, I didn't, I couldn't get somebody hired soon enough. That steel green got me out of that pinch. I mean, I was able to really get a lot of work done. There was days I took two of them because we had to do like some disease treatments. So, I mean, I talk about being able to get a lot done if you're in a bad spot. I mean, it really kind of got me out of that jam. So yeah. Is that cause you had two different, you had two different mixes in each, in, in each sprayer. Is that why? Yeah. So we had some options yeah. there and actually since then we've actually converted, this is another neat feature with the steel greens is they have um, two sets of nozzles. There's an option for that. So you can actually spray one solution out of your green tanks and they have some isolated tanks in the back. You can spray another solution. So hmm. there's been some days where I'm able to, to build, three times what the industry standard is per day because we're able to do multiple treatments at the exact same time while running them. Yeah. So that's money up front and it takes a little bit on the logistics side, but once you're on there, you can double or double or triple charge them for one app for three applications in one pass. You're doing okay for yourself. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's awesome. Learn all about Toro's full line of battery-powered Revolution Series products at revolution.toro.com or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Now, I've been using the 21-inch commercial uh, mower, the battery-powered mower, and it. let me tell you, I've, I've used it the entire season, and it's a great mower. It's 21 inches, so it's small, compact. It's good for all like the small, tight areas, typically the backyards. Uh, we have a couple of properties with like the raised uh, sections of the backyard where you have to basically pick the mower up to get it up there to mow you know, a decent-sized section of lawn. Like decent, I mean by decent sized where you don't want to trim the whole thing because it won't really look look as nice and and clean cut obviously as a mower so we always need like a 21 or 22 inch uh, mower on on our setup in the trailer on the ramp rack whatever so that we can have that for that property and any other properties that we may want to use it for to get into those small gates and those tight areas and so on and 
Everyone goes to the 21-inch battery-powered commercial mower by Toro because it's light enough weight, like I said, to lift it up, but it's super powerful, cuts through anything, it's fast. What I really like about it is that it's got this technology where there's two, uh, basically two speed controls. There's auto or max. So if you turn it on max, then it's full speed, full blade speed, and full auto pace speed. So the uh, dr- transmission, the drive tires are going to go faster, but the battery will run out faster that way as well. So what I tell all my guys to do is stick with auto. So this way, what it does is it stays in a lower speed blade speed and uh, drive speed until it needs to pick it up. Say you're going uphill or you're getting into thicker, taller grass, it will automatically sense that like the, the extra workload and it will pick it up into the max speed automatically without you switching uh, the, the lever, uh, the switch. It just automatically goes up. And then once you you know get up the hill or clear through that, you know maybe you turn around uh, to go in your next pass and you clear that thick area, it goes back down to the lower speed. So this way, it prolongs the life of the battery, which we normally uh, go through one battery a day. It comes with two batteries, so we always have one fully charged up in the truck uh, or the trailer. Um, I always charge one overnight. I just take it home with me since I'm the owner of the business, and I just pop it in the the charger in my garage, and next morning or later that night, if I uh, remember to grab it, I take it out, and this way I have it ready for the next day, and we just swap them out basically every day. Some days we don't even go through a full battery. It just depends on obviously how many backyards we use it for, but it's it's a great mower. Everyone loves it. I love it. It's built like a tank, but it's so small and compact, and it's just really uh, easy to use, but you, you feel like you've got a heavy-duty mower, and you're not sacrificing the power because the power is there. The battery lasts, like I said, a, a whole day. You know, we're not using it on every yard. You know, we've got 15 to 16 yards a day. We're not using it on every backyard, but we definitely use it enough to drain the battery. I'd say maybe we use it for maybe, you know, uh, five to, to eight or nine yard backyards here and there. Sometimes if it's too wet, we have to do a little bit more and so on. But I know that's the go-to mower for everybody, uh, that, that, that I have on my team. And it's, it's just a great, a great mower. Uh, and Toro offers obviously other mowers this year. They came out with, uh, the grandstand and the Z master, all on the same platform that you trust, just supercharged with the innovative hypercell battery system like I was talking about. And it's equipped with the Horizon 360 business management software that you can work smarter, not harder. So make sure you go ahead and check uh, the episode description, click on the link tree, and you can go right to the revolution.toro.com website and check it out. So what what are some future goals for, for your... Well, actually, wait, time out. I don't want to over, overlook the fact that... Um, that, that you said that it was just you and one, one other person, you know, trying to deal with all that and you got through a tough spot. So yeah. h- how are you doing now and what did you do to overcome that? Yeah. So I actually hired somebody, um, I think I went almost two months without, without any guys out in the field. So we were just kind of a few weeks behind. Um, I hired somebody with no experience, but had some sales experience and, um, had a really good resume and a really good interview. Um, kind of overpaid for him at the time, but I was in a bad spot and I was willing to do what I needed to do because I had to work. Yeah. Um, long story short, he's be kind of come like GM. I mean, we're all, but at that point he's everything that he, he claimed he wanted to be and to grow a business. And he truly treats it as if it was his, um, because of that, we've been able to continue to hire well. Um, and also my wife, she was a teacher. She, uh, she left teaching, 2021. And now she's helping out part-time in the office. So that gives me more time out in the field. Yeah. Perfecting the processes, the training, things of that nature. So it's kind of all come kind of fell in the line there. Um, I think with the, the, the previous employees, it was just a kind of a bad luck situation. They were great employees. They just, I don't know why it didn't work out. So yeah, that's it was kind of like a re it was like a reset button. And it was weird because when I lost them, the first thoughts, the panic, for some reason I had this piece I couldn't figure out why I had this piece and then it's all come together. And I mean, we even got hit with um, the hurricane in 2021 and we lost our entire shop or entire fleet. And you talk about really seeing what everybody's true colors are. I mean, whatever, everybody that worked for me, what they were able to come together and do to, to get us out of that bad spot just made us all even a little bit closer than we were before. <laughs> yeah. So that, that happened, that hurricane happened while you were struggling to get everything done by yourself, basically. 
No. So that was, it was two years in a row. So 2020, okay. 2020, I was, I was kind of lost all my help. And we had to get through aeration season. Um, just kind of scrambled to get together. Yeah. I hired the guy later in that fall. And then I hired another gentleman, uh, March of 2021. And then September of 2021, um, the day before we were going to start aerating and overseeing Hurricane Haida hit us, hit, excuse me, hit us. And um, I think our shops were on like seven feet of water. That's crazy. <laughs> you can swim in that. That's like yeah. craziness. I got some pictures from um, some local residents where our shop is that night. And I saw where the water level was. And I, I mean, I wanted to grab my kayak and go down there, but it wouldn't have done anything. And I mean, you talk about like feeling like everything's done. I mean, I, yeah, I, I knew how bad it was going to be when I saw that. So, <laughs> wow. So how bad was it? You just, was like, you lost everything like damage to equipment, products, all that stuff was just gone. Yeah. So uh, everything in the office was, I mean, it was completely gone. Um, all our inventory was gone, um, with the exception of like uh, liquid fertilizer in the yeah. totes was perfectly fine. All our herbicides were in bottles, perfectly fine. Um, we did take a big delivery of grass seed the day before the flood. Oh man! Um, yeah, seven pallets of seed. Oh, uh, seven pallets. That's like forty and, bags a pallet. Yes, oh. and we actually got pricing before the large increase in grass seed. So it cost us $32,000 to replace $20,000 with the seed that lost. Oh man, that is crazy. Yes. Um, None of that was covered and that was a hindsight. It was my fault, but also the insurance agents, we hadn't spent more time talking. Um, I guess I put this out there for everybody. If you're a small business owner, especially in this industry, I recommend that you talk to your insurance agent every three months, six months, and just make sure that they're on the same page as where your business is. Because we weren't doing that. He didn't realize that our business was growing quite as quickly as it was. And therefore, we weren't covered for some of those oddball things that aren't just a line item on the, on the declaration. So uh. um, I strongly recommend that. We just had a meeting with our, our new agent yesterday because it's been six months and we want to make sure that we're good in case something were to happen. Again. Yeah. So what that um, was tough. Uh, yeah. The, truck, the, the trucks we lost, we were able to salvage the bodies in the trucks. They, they put those on the new caps, um, all the steel greens. And then we run the stinger aerators. Um, they were all fixable actually. Um, nice. They just re- replaced wiring harnesses and some carburetors and pumps everything's been running great since it was kind of like I could have taken a total loss on them, but to get those things replaced would have been months. Yeah. I needed to, we needed to keep working and truth be told, we kind of aerated and overseeded our way out of that, that problem. Because hmm. We had a big aeration season and we lost all that seed. We still, we still came out pretty profitable, believe it or not. I mean, we worked our tails off for seven weeks, but we made it happen. Wow. And I'm surprised you were even able to get that much seed back. I remember it was all about a a potential seed shortage and that's why the prices were going up and you got to order in advance and you get seven pallets of seed and it's all gone. And you're like back to the drawing board. How are they, how are you able to even find that much seed? I have a very diverse, um, my vendor, the vendors I deal with, I deal with quite a few. So it's a very diverse list of vendors. I have some, some bigger name companies that we deal with um, that are more of a national type company, but then we have a lot of local companies that have been with us for years. I've, my business has grown as their business has grown. And just having that, that op, those options has been huge. Um, and I mean, the vendors, they, they replace the stuff instantly. The one company I deal with locally, um, they, I'm kind of one of their bigger customers. So they, they really make things happen for me. Um, and I don't, ever hold it over them but last year all the sea we bought they're like you're number two in the whole state of bought for yeah seven pallets cool. that's a lot <laughs> yeah because we had 18 ordered and we took a delivery of seven and then the rest were sitting there waiting so at least we had some ready to go but wait wait replenished. you ordered you ordered 18 pallets of seed yeah full truckload of <sighs> holy cow no wonder why you're number two i'm thinking just seven yeah, pallets yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, didn't, we didn't even buy most of our fertilizer from them that was just the seed so wow like I said, we do we, we aerate and overseed about half of our customers which is pretty high yeah um, just we really emphasize how important it is and our customers get 
they get it. They, they get that's the single best way to have a healthy thick lawn. So, yeah. Um, and then they, these are like acreage customers that you're aerating and seeding too, right? So, no wonder why I need so much seed. Well, what equipment do you use for the, for that what, to, to aerate uh, all that? Please don't tell me yeah, you're walk behinding all that no, stuff. No, we have a few walk behinds we keep for the few gated properties we can't get in otherwise. Yeah. Um, we use Stinger aerators. Mm, nice. And as great as steel greens are, Stingers are. Sing, the Stinger aerator is the single best piece of a lawn equipment I've ever built. Um, from an efficiency standpoint, it was always good. It was low maintenance. And then they added a seed box that yeah. actually dropped as you aerate. Yes. I, I learned real quick when I put my brother and a brand new employee in 2020 on these aerators that had zero experience on a zero turn or in the field. And they were aerating by themselves within like four days. Because it, and I don't want to say it's dummy proof, but it's extremely simple to pick up. You yeah. put the setting, it's a digital setting. You put it yeah. on 40, wherever it is and go. Yep. That's it, no man. Throwing seed in flower beds. No, not, not uh, no putting not enough seed down. It, those things are awesome. Yeah. I, I borrowed one last fall so I could double yeah. up. I already had an, a Toro one and I borrowed a stinger and I was like, man, I'm using the stinger. You guys can use the Toro. I was killing yeah, it, man. Bad for anybody that's got a Toro that's trying to get rid of one now because they're, they're known to have issues with chains. They're, yeah. They're high maintenance and the stingers, when they say low maintenance, I mean, there's always that fluke part that could go. There's no grease points. Right. It's just, it's a bulletproof machine. It's perfect. Well, I have so, heard a lot of people, unfortunately, I've heard a lot of people like uh, the hydro lines are busting constantly on their, on their stingers. I don't know what the heck they're doing, but it's not like a, a once in a blue like moon. It's, it's happened. So really, see, I yeah. haven't had any, we have three. I just bought two more. <clears throat> No, we had two and then I just bought two more. So, so far, so good. Yeah, well, and you say that about chains and I've had two different stand-on aerators, the big Toro, and then I traded that, I sold that and got the smaller 36-inch so I can get in all the gates. Both of them are chains. Never had a problem ever with a single chain. Never had a chain really? broke break on a on a rental unit or ones that I owned. <laughs> like, never. So I don't understand it's what that is. Draw, I guess. I, I guess. I mean, some dude down the street from where I live rented a, a you know, whatever brand it may be ryan or something it wasn't toro but the same principle they're all basically the same yeah, thing with the chains yeah. and he, he like just gets started and he's like he just like you know flies into the backyard and then it just like stops i'm like what happened you know and he comes walking out with a broken chain and i'm like mm -hmm. what the heck how does yeah. that happen you know it's a rental i can sure i'm sure it got more abused but you know i don't know man i guess if you take care of your stuff it's not going to get messed up as much but the more people touching things and doing weird things maybe that's what's going to happen i mean yeah i guess it yeah. really isn't isn't bulletproof because i do you say the chains break and i've seen people with busted hydro lines constantly on the stingers so but i think all all in all the stingers are faster and that yeah. seed box that just drops soon as you go, man, that's, that is clutch. And like you said, not getting it all over the place and, you know, broadcast yeah. spreader and all that. So it's like, Oh man, why well, didn't anyone like, think of uh, this sooner? You know, <laughs> I know. Well, and even like hard grounds, so if you have some new construction lawns and the soil's pretty bad, or if you're a little dry, but you still have to get seed in the ground, you're able to turn the pressure up and you can aerate. Concrete. Yeah. Works. You can bust yeah. through some concrete. <laughs> it works pretty well. Um, yeah. And I'll tell you, Stinger, they were one of the first companies to reach out to me after we got flooded because they knew we were, the aeration season was right there. They put a demo model, a demo unit on a pallet and, and sent it to me and said, keep it as long as you need it. Wow. So, your company. That's, to yeah. That's awesome. What, what, so I, I don't, I don't know if I, if I uh, interrupted everything that you were saying, but, um, I just got so overwhelmed by the amount of seed and, and all of the aerations and seeing you're doing and wanting to figure out the equipment and all that. But what, what else did you have to go through for that recovery effort there? And then this just happened in September, this like September the, like the past September yeah. we're in March now. So, I mean, this is only months ago. Yeah. So we had um, a local buddy of mine, uh, a small landscape company. He, he donated a truck. We had another local tree service that donated a couple pickups um, just to get us moving. And we were at our local, um, like our little local stinger dealer happens to be a steel green dealer. They're five minutes from us and they had all our machines running within a week. So they were able to go over them, replace what was needed. And we were aerating within like six days of flood. Um, we had some barn pickup trucks and I mean, 
we had a lot of cleanup to do, but we just, we did a little bit each day and worked each day and we just pumped out the work and, um, we were able to get our, like I said, we were able to get our, our big Zuzu trucks replaced. Um, but it took a little time. It's, it's tough to get vehicles these days. And it took about a month and a half to get the bed switched out. Um, so by uh, mid October, we were pretty much back into the swing of things. So, wow. Man. Every day work really hard. And yeah, it, it, I'll be honest with you. It still bothers me. It's like flashbacks. It's, I mean, I wasn't actually there when it was happening, but it was, it scarred me. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we've had some local. I've, I've heard through the grapevine some new lo- local competitors were like, "Ah, oh, these guys can they can withstand this and still be in business." We'd be surprised. Well, not only are we standing tall, we're kind of a little bit better off than we've ever been. So nice. If that can't keep us down. We're we're not nothing's going to keep us down. <laughs> yeah. Wow. For sure. That's that is quite the motivational story there. That's, that's something, man. Well, I wish you all the best with that. Um, you know, with, with everything that you got going on, what, what are your future goals for your, for your business? I know you just, just kind of overcame that, but, uh, is there anything else other that you're now trying to focus on for the future of your business? Yes. I mean, we're just looking to kind of build upon what we've already started. I mean, this is really our third full season doing just fertilizing. So we're relatively young company, so to speak. Um, we just, we're in a really densely populated area. So we just want to continue to grow really good residential clientele. And then um, the commercial side of it, something that's relatively new to me. Um, it's not as glorious, but it's very profitable. Um, and I love the industry. So I have a lot of great connections with other companies to work with. So um, working with great landscape companies on their properties is a blast. I mean, we have 10 acre uh, hospital. We do like, there's just some really neat properties that we take care of some big HOAs. So, um, for me, I mean, my vision is maybe 2000 customers, give or take, depending on the, on the size of the properties. Um, I don't want to be a five, 10, 20,000 customer company. Mm-hmm. I just don't think we'll ever be able to maintain that level of quality. Um, but it all depends on the help I have around me. If I have good guys, I mean, maybe a couple locations at some point, if, if we're able to get there, but for now, 2000 customers, um, I love a couple thousand commercial customers as well. Um, I'd love just having an opportunity to provide a, a good place for guys to work and um, provide for their family and make lawns look really good in our area. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What, what would you, what, what would you say are the big differences or key differences between residential and commercial or, or is there any, there's a, substantial from, from a, from a treatment standpoint, not, yeah, not, yeah. not so, mowing so, from a, from, yeah, from a treatment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't do any of the mowing, so it doesn't yeah. matter there. But, but, but I know you did at one yeah. point, so I didn't want you to think about, like, from a general lawn landscape, I mean, just for treating. Yeah. So I found the big thing with commercial um, versus residential is you really just want to keep the weeds at bay. I mean, you obviously have to feed the turf a little bit, but it's not near. You don't have Mrs. Jones out there. Like, <laughs> it's not as green as it could be. Yeah. It's the... My neighbor's greener than me or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then their neighbor has nothing but crab grass. Right. So I guess I'm like, did you actually right. walk your neighbor's property? No, right. I didn't. I've had that happen. Oh, like, why, why do I have disease here? That, my neighbor doesn't have any. I'm like, your neighbor has nothing but crab grass. Of course, it's not going to be. So, yeah, you definitely don't get that. So it's really just instead of like a six app program, typically it's a three or four app program for a commercial because um, really they just they don't want weeds in the lawn. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The ramp and dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the ramp rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. But it's a lot more square footage, so you're get you're billing a lot more. Yeah, exactly. So typically, our first app is very little fertilizer. It's just simply pre-emergent, post-emergent, um, which also makes the landscapers happy because we don't make 
turf blow up and growth. And then they have yeah. to try to keep up with it for the month of April. Yeah. And then we come in late, late spring, get some fertilizer down more, more pre-emergent, more post-emerge. And then the fall, we kind of just will carb load the plant. So we'll just give it like a full pound of nitrogen in the fall when it can handle it. And there's not a lot of weed control to do. And then it pretty much sets it up for the following year versus a residential. We're there every eight weeks giving it just a little bit of nitrogen each time. Um, also controlling weeds, but just keeping homeowners happy and happy green color and the micronutrients. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole lot more involved in the residential. Yes. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Um, and so what, what did the transition look like when you went from, you know, mowing and all the other things that you did to just turf? Cause I know there's a lot of people that I know personally and that I've seen out in social media that wants to transition either completely out of, you know, everything else and get into turf care, just like, like you're doing, or they just want to do both, but you know, they want to start doing the turf care in addition to whatever else we're doing. Like, what's that transition look like? So for me, it was, it was something we always offered. Um, it was one of those things. I, I don't know if I would have been as successful if I didn't start letting the customers know we were going to be doing it with regards to keeping what I currently had, um, as well as we kind of had a couple big contracts fall into our lap the first year we were doing turf in preparation of the first year. So it made it easy for us to say, let's com- commit here. Um, I guess at the end of the day, if you have the right branding and you're only doing one thing and you have enough work to justify the, to get rid of all the other things, um, it's amazing how much more work you get when you're not out cutting grass. You're going to get a whole lot more leads. We we do a lot of uh, digital marketing as well. I'm a big, I'll, I'll recommend that to anybody. I mean, we use a, a local um, agency around here and the Google leads, they pour in. We get, we had 13 new customers last week. And again, we quote a lot more than 13, but we're not quoting at the, the cheapest price possible. So we're not going to convert it one. Um, so for me, like once we've converted being just turf, being laser focused on what we're doing, it just kind of all falls into place. And every market's different. I mean, we're in a very um, heavily populated area and it's growing like crazy. So that is definitely a factor. I don't know about everybody's market, but for me, it's been a great transition. Not to mention my family side. We're not working 70 hours a week because we're not doing all the different services. So from that standpoint, I had a lot of trust in God that he was just going to allow it all to kind of fall into place so that it would help in every aspect of my life. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, it sounds like you're, you're killing it, man. You're doing good and, and, uh, definitely overcoming, uh, man, adversity. Like that's, that, that was something with the whole flood. I'm, I'm glad to hear the, the six, the success, the success story of that and how you've been moving forward and looking, looking into the future for, for future growth. And, uh, I'm, I'm just glad that that you overcame that and, you know, seeing you on Instagram and, and just, you you have, looks like you have a really good sound professional business. And, um, I thank you for being on the show. I want, I just definitely wanted to ask you those things to really kind of share different perspectives. There's not a lot of, not a lot of like turf treatment only companies kind of really talking about this stuff, you know, they're out there, but for one reason or another, they're not really on social media as much or getting on podcasts as much. And I know there's a lot of guys that are interested in, in transitioning completely like you did, or just doing both, you know, to like myself. Um, I mean, I already do, but I'm still always learning, you know, for sure. So, um, so, so thank you for sharing everything. Um, but before you go, I've got these infamous pod decks, um, that I like to throw at people before they go, just some random questions that I like to ask by pulling these cards. Like, uh, for instance, this, this one says, um, what's one bad habit you're trying to get rid of. So that's like super casual. And then there's like, you know, some other more in-depth questions, but they're just unique questions to kind of give a different perspective for all my guests at the end of the show. So you down for a couple? Sure, let's do it. All right. Normally when we're live, I have you guys pick one. But in this case, you see, I can't see the front. You know, you could see the front, even though you can't read it. But so you know that I'm pulling it randomly. Yes, I was kind of focusing random. in there. All right. So this, bit, yeah. <laughs> this one says, if you had someone following you around all the time, what would you have them do? Oh, man. <laughs> It's not an easy one. I like the first one. I I I know, right? <laughs> oh my goodness! They had somebody follow me around. What I have them do? Um, 
I don't even know. I'm trying to think if it would be work or personal. I mean, if it was work-related, I don't even know. Well, what if it was personal? (laughs) Personal (laughs) related. Can we go to another question? I, I don't know if I can give you the yeah, answer on that one. Yeah, yeah, we could pass for sure, for sure. <laughs> Putting you on the spot there. All right, let's That's see. Right. Um, this one, what do you consider the most overrated virtue? Ooh. <laughs> you get the tough virtue. ones. <laughs> yeah, man, come on. I know my bad habits. Um, overrated virtue. Um, I think loyalty. So It's I've really been learning about some people in my life that are very loyal. It's just, uh, I think I've, I've overvalued it. I've overrated. It's been overrated. I don't, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's another tough one. That's yeah. <laughs> all good, man. That's what it's all about. It's all about, uh, just making you think about something lighthearted or something That's a good. little more. Um, yeah. let me pull another one here. This one is what is your most treasured possession? Um, so I have, uh, when I was seven, my dad was killed and I have a, um, a couple years later, we found a, a painting, um, called forgiveness. And it was Jesus holding a man and the man in the picture in the painting is identical to my father. Like he looks identical to him. Identical. Yeah. He had a big dimple in his chin, curly, dark hair. Like I couldn't even, I can't even explain to you how eerie it is. It's so similar. So that that particular painting is what's where did you find that was it his possession was it one of his possessions or you found no, it somewhere else it was at a christian bookstore my grandmother found it. she stumbled upon him and for wow. me it's just a, it solidifies where he is yeah because um, he kind of had a rough rough go at it the last couple years of his life and um just kind of reminds me where he is and yeah that's, that's like I have a tattoo on my arm and everything. I'll, I'll never be able to forget that or lose that. So wow, yeah, I feel like that that was a good sign right there. That was yeah, that was good. Yeah, sorry and sorry to hear that about yeah. your your dad, man. But that's uh, no, that's a big that's a big part of the reason with my business too. I mean, I, growing up, I was out on properties with my dad and helped my dad fertilize. So for me, it's why it's so much deeper than just making a few bucks. Like it's mm. definitely for me what I'm doing it is feel like I'm the closest to my dad that I could be. Hmm. So you're like the second person that's just said that I just interviewed, uh, well, I, I, the episode went out today, but I interviewed him a while back, Lamont Harris, Hairston. And, um, his slogan is it's deeper than grass. And, uh, you know, he, he, um, his dad passed away recently too, but before he passed away, he was mowing part time and he asked his dad if he, you know, what do you think if he just quit his full-time job that he was miserable at and went full-time in lawn care and his dad said, go for it. And that just, yeah. it was kind of, it was kind of like the Rocky Adrian moment, you know, where Rocky was just kind of struggling and Adrian was like, win, you know, she yeah. just whispered win. And he was just like, it was just, yeah. it was game. It was game on after that. That's all he needed, yeah. you know? So the same thing with Lamont. Like, so now it's personal for him. Like when he's out there cutting that grass, he remembers his dad saying, go for it. You know? So he just pushes exactly. him pushes himself to keep going harder because it's deeper than grass. So way deeper than grass. I didn't even know that about him, but him and I'll chat on Instagram every now and then. And he's one of those guys trying to get into fertilizing too. So yeah, he seems to kind of like what we have going on. And well, listen to the episode to, that just came out yeah, today well, as of the day of this recording anyway, Thursday, but yeah, he's a good dude. yeah, for sure. He is. That's why I wanted to get him on it. For some reason, I never had him on the podcast all this time, but I see him everywhere and we talk all the time. So, yeah. um, but yeah, for sure. So, well, let's just pull one more and see what we get here. Um, right. Let's see. All right. This, one's, this is a good one to end off on. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, man. Um, you still got to think for it, but it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it is a good one. I'm just trying to think. Um, best, single best piece of advice I've ever been given. Um, I mean, it's probably going way back to when I was a kid, but like my mom always told me to follow my heart, um, which is kind of what I've always been. I'm very, very, uh, but, uh, where are my emotions on my sleeve type of person? So, mm-hmm. and, um, follow my heart would be by, by far the most important one. <laughs> 
I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for, for spending some time with me uh, to get on the podcast here and, and share your story and, and bring value to the community that we've all yeah. been a part of and will continue to be a part of and just help each other grow. And, and, um, yeah. I enjoyed it and, uh, and yeah. I, I look Likewise. forward, look forward to following you, continuing to follow you along on Instagram and hopefully I'll see you somewhere live and in person one of these days at some event like yeah. the, the GIE or something now called Equip. <laughs> yeah yeah i did i did make it this past year and uh, I'll, I'll be going every year for sure so, yeah what was it your yeah. first time last year it was my first time yeah I mean, once you go you're just like what the heck you can't not go yeah. after that yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's like is, is, is it already here neck yeah like, i couldn't wait for it to come again it was perfect it's great exactly that's pretty much the unanimous decision for at least now maybe back in the day when it wasn't as hype as it is now, I mean, they've changed a lot over the years, especially when social media really started to get involved and all of us yeah. really started making content about it and doing things there and having all these meetups that really, I think, changed. And then just like the, the, the industry in a whole with all the technology out there and all the innovators like the Nick Carlson's and the, you know, the Wyatt with Ramp Rack and all these folks out there that are just like changing the game with these inventions to make your job easier and more efficient. Like, it's just a good time to be in this industry. And it's also therefore a good time to go to the, the largest trade show in this industry because they're changing and evolving right along with it. Um, so when you go now, you're just like, why haven't I gone to this before? Like I need to go every year. I'm never not going. And it's like sad if you can't go. I really regret that I did not go when I was landscaping. Cause I mean, it's great for turf care, but if I was still doing landscaping, I'd be, yeah, there's Some a ton of the things there. I just never knew existed. It just would have been awesome. Yeah. But mind you, you know, like maybe 10 years ago it was, it was different. So that, you know, That's that true. stuff is, yeah. there's still a ton of stuff there, but it was a different feel, different vibe, not as much technology and thing and innovation going on. You know I mean? Nick Carlson was still running his, you know, multi-million dollar landscape yeah. company in Maryland. Like it was totally different vibe there. So Nick yeah. Carlson, AK mulch mate, truck mate, all that stuff, cart mate. But, uh, for those of you that don't know, but yeah, so that it, it was a different vibe 10 years ago, but still it, it was, there's a lot of stuff there always. Yeah. So well, it's hopefully, a place to be. yeah, for sure. Hopefully I'll see you this year. And, um, if not somewhere else in the meantime, but uh, in the meantime, I'll, I'll keep checking on, on you through Instagram, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. If anybody has any questions, I'm, I spent a lot of time helping out some other companies if they have questions and we'd love to see anybody that wants to transition into turf care from the landscaping side or have both. I'm, happy to give my input for sure and that's again your handle is at dtl turf care at dtl total turf total turf care there you go probably once they start typing in dt dtl total the rest will come up yeah look for the blue and green there you go there you go all right well thanks dan and thanks to the toro company for sponsoring the lcr media podcast and as always i look forward to speaking to you guys on the next episode this is the lawn care rookie signing off This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.